Hello. Welcome to this week's episode of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast. My name is Jennifer Apple, and this week I talked to Stacy Capone about ways to foster and build a film community. Stacy talks about her journey in founding a community called Filmmakers, which is a monthly salon for women creators in film, television, and digital content with chapters in New York and LA, which has brought so many artists together in collaboration and expansion. We also talk about ways of bringing people together generally, finding like-minded folks, and growing with those around you, as well as unpacking the importance of learning how to ask for assistance and support. Enjoy. Hi, Stacey Capone. Nice to see you. Nice to see you as well. <laughs> Anybody who's tuning into the YouTube will see that Stacey, I'm happy we just talked about this before we clicked record. I'm having crazy camera envy. Stacey's like... The whole framing is incredible. There's like a beautiful color pop. It kind of matches this little frame in the background. So if you're wanting some, you know, a camera envy moment that is seen on a podcast, like go tune into YouTube. <laughs> that would be thanks to my husband, who is also a DP and a director. And we did a little art in the background, you know, between yeah. the plant in the right place, which is really yeah. funny. It yeah. really is aesthetically pleasing yeah. to my eyes. So thank you for doing that on a um, audio medium. Um, <laughs> I mean, you're recording visually as well. So <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, for anybody who does not know who you are, who are you today? Who am I today? Today, I am a uh, well, a, a new member of SAG-AFTRA as an actor. Oh my God, Mazel! Congratulations! Uh, thank you. Yes, I'm. I'm also now a Crazy Anatomy actor, which is very exciting. Yes, um, and um, producer. I'm always a filmmaker, uh, creator. That is who I am. And a dog mom. Let's not forget which, dog mom. No, which is arguably the most important hat of all of those hats, in yeah. my humble, also dog mom opinion. Yeah. Um, it's like the only identity that will always be consistent. Did you, have you ever flown with your dog before? Is that a thing you've ever oh, done? We Yes, she flies with us all the time. She yeah. actually got wings on her last flight from the flight attendant. He loved her so much. He gave her wings. Yes. She's gotten them twice now. I'm just going to put a collection on her bat doggy backpack with her, her airline. Wait, like a little, thing. it's like a little wing pin? You know, yeah. You know, like how they give them to kids? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want Walter to get one flying with him. And um, the last time I did was when I had adopted him and we moved back from LA to New York. And this is going to be the first time I've flown with him in a couple of years. And so he's grown, I've grown, we've grown. So I'm, I'm anticipating it'll be some adventure. So this is, it's a whole new world, really. Yeah. Ethel just loves to, she just like kind of passes out and she's like, cool. This is good. Ethel and Walter yeah. would be besties just because they're both old <laughs> dogs in new dog bodies. I'm obsessed. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, no one's here to talk about. I mean, I'm here to talk about dogs, but we could. No. Um, with that said, I I am so excited to jump into this conversation because I feel like you have done a lot of what I think I try to do also in my life, which is really try to foster and create community and to try and um, bring people together, especially like-minded folks. Um, so that they yeah. can all make the things that they want to make and surround themselves with people that they um, collaborate well with and all of that. I'm curious, and what we can kind of start with like your philosophy on it and then go into the specifics of like what you do. <laughs> I do think that it's very important to have a community. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and I think that we all kind of grow together. And as we grow together, we achieve bigger and better things. And mm-hmm. like, I'm kind of experiencing that right now. It's just, it's really interesting um, to watch the, like, the, the, the connections, like, I just keep saying like, what this world is, I can't, it's so small. And like, yeah. so you just kind of like watch your community grow with you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, let's double back for a sec. You are currently in LA. That's where you're based. Yes. And arguably it's a harder space to maybe cultivate communities in this capacity. I think that's what people think. And that could be true. Um, I started in New York and mm-hmm. so I cultivated my community in New York. And then as I got older, some of my people moved to LA. As I did other things, I met people that were in LA. And so before actually making the move to LA, I had been sowing a lot of seeds. And I would come out periodically to be like, oh, do I want to move here? No, I love New York. Do I want to move here? Uh, I don't think so. And then one time where I wasn't thinking about moving out to LA, I realized that was the time that I was like, oh, we should maybe move to LA because mm-hmm. I started to see like the, my connections out here were doing the things that I and my husband wanted to do. We have a production company together. Um, and so when we did actually make the move, I think it was easier because we had already sowed the seeds of community and we had built our community in New York who then were like, Oh, you should meet this person, this person, this person, this person, let me connect you to all these people. And so it was easier, I think, transition. I love that. Um, well, let's, you have two major things that are like extension arms besides your, you know, like Mm -hmm. actor self, which is your production company and filmmakers. I'd love to talk about both. Yes. Great. So, my production company actually came out of being an actor. Um, people that go to school for theater often go to school for theater and are like, oh, I don't know. Okay, get out of school and you're like, what? I don't know what to do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so I took more school. I took some film classes uh, and was like, I'm really interested in film. And then at the studio, I met my now husband and who was also starting to get really interested in film. And we, between the two of us, cause he used to be part of a theater. I mean, he still is a theater community in New York. Um, and, you know, I had my college roommates and things like that. Uh, we decided we had, we started a, we started an actors group, which was called the Professional Actors Collective or Proactive for short. Mm-hmm. And of all these people that were very interested in making films, um, we would meet weekly, we would do some scene study, we'd do business, and then digital filmmaking was a thing and people could get a camera. And my aunt gave me a video camera and we decided that because we all wanted to learn more about film, that we would make one film a month for a year. And so we made wow. 11. <laughs> I know, we were crazy. <laughs> That's, so, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yes. When we did it, we made 11 short films in a year. Uh, we gave ourselves off November for good behavior is what I'd like to say. <laughs> and, you know, some of them were crappy and some of them were pretty good. You know, were you uh, doing this with a budget or was this just like you would cobble together people's homes and people's stuff and just resourced? 
that's it was all just yes mm -hmm. who have, like people would bring food craft services some somebody was like i have an office like one of our last films she was like well i work in this office building i can write a script for the office great mm -hmm. and so we were able to use her office so there was production value but that is exactly what we did we figured out like what each of us liked to do um or wanted to do so we could try it out and someone new from the group would write the script every week you know or whatever what every month but you know they were, we were working on it the whole month um someone would volunteer to edit i think my husband actually learned how to edit as well doing these yeah. because no one wanted to edit yeah <laughs> um also no one wanted to do sound yeah uh yeah i and i learned that i was a really good producer wow. so um yeah so we we did that uh we were actors so we you know didn't submit any of them to film festivals. We just threw a party for casting directors at the end. <laughs> you know, right. where we had sponsors I and mean, we had a beer sponsor, we had a bar. It was great. It was Amazing. super fun. Um, but out of that, there was another couple that had the same vibe, you know, outlook on life that we really connected with. And we started a production company with them and we went on to make um, a... Uh, <laughs> a soap opera for your iPod video. So we can all wow. know what year this was. So we made like one of the first interactive uh, web series. Um, you would, we would put it up, it was on iTunes. People got to vote on what they wanted to see happen in the next episode. And we would make another episode. So it was called Pod Opera Brooklyn. Wow. Because it was okay. a soap opera for your iPod set in Brooklyn. Super fun, super fun. Um, and then from that, we did some other little things. And then Nickelodeon found us on YouTube and had us come in and pitch. And so then we had to really, really have a company. Like we had had a company and name, but then we like actually formed the production, the LLC and did all of that stuff. And so from there, it's very interesting. Like, you know, people are always telling you, oh, just like leap and the net, net will appear or like get yourself ready or, you know, envision manifest or whatever mm -hmm. and literally as soon as we made the llc then we started getting work wow so i don't know what that tells people or makes people want to do but no but it's yeah. helpful information yeah. you know and it's also arguably you were doing all the things that you would have been doing in an llc anyway prior to that it's just the formality of it somehow gives a stamp of recognition or like approval for validation from other people which is so strange you yeah. know it's like yeah. the way in which people view talent is kind of similar it's like unless you've gone to this school somehow this is like, yep. like validating it's like none of that actually is true <laughs> you know so yeah yeah cool yeah. and then yeah. how did filmmakers come to be so um so because of it's like all like little stepping stones right mm -hmm. so because we had this production company because uh we made this the woman that was also a director and actor and producer on the pot opera who was part of uh our company she we made this other project that she got us on a panel at South by Southwest to speak about because what we made was an exquisite corpse project. So which is, you know, you pass along like it was like an artist's game where you would like fold paper up and you would do like one artist would make a like a the head 
folds it up so you couldn't see it and like it would just like continue on like it would build um and she she had this idea like we should make a film this way so we made a featurette a short i don't know whatever we made like a 60 minute film um and we were on a panel at south by about this and so then we're like, oh, South by Southwest is super cool. We can be on panels. And so we continue to be on panels. I don't know. We've been on four-ish panels, five-ish panels throughout mm -hmm. the years. And in 2014, my husband had a panel there. And uh, I heard Leah Meyerhoff, who is the head of Film Fatals, had a film there. And she was talking about Film Fatals. And I was like, this is a fascinating group. I, I love this idea. This is amazing. Um, and I you know, had my community around me and I hadn't done that. Like it was oh, so eight years, I think, since I had made like the whole short films. Um, so my group had like kind of disbanded we've done our own thing and I kind of missed community. And I was, I met some other awesome filmmakers that had just made short films and we were like, oh, this is such a cool idea. Like, let's, let's do this. Let's have a, let's start a community again, where it's women that are filmmakers like creators like female creators and that can be in any it doesn't you don't have to just be a director right like you can be a writer you can be an actor producer like if i don't i don't um i don't see myself as a director but i do see myself as a creator so i think it was a great way to collaborate with other women and so i was like, well, let's make this happen. Um, invite people that you think would be, have a great conversation around a table, uh, you know? And so we had 10 women at our first meeting in my Brooklyn apartment. And it was some women that I had never met um, that other women knew. And there was writers, directors, producers, and actors and combinations of all those things. And we were like, this is cool. Like we just had a discussion about women in film and mm -hmm. where they were. And this was in 2014. Um, and, you know, we decided that we couldn't take over the world in one night. So we needed to meet again. Yeah. <laughs> so we did. So we met the next month and the next month. And it just kept meeting and people would bring their friends until there was a point where it's New York. We can't fit more than 20 women wow. in an apartment. So how do we, how do we curate the group in a way? Mm -hmm. So people would still invite their friends, but what would happen is I've met everyone that has, that is a part of the group. Um, so no one is a part of the group that hasn't met me. So people, so I think what, I think like the, what's the fun, I don't know, unique, special thing about the group is that, um, it's very personal. Yeah. And because I've met people like other people will go and have coffee together. Like it's like, it's like just like this kind of way of being. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you do. You totally know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolutely. I think <laughs> it's, you know, it's kind of like like-minded filtering <laughs> in some way where you're just like, if you've come through this person, arguably we're probably going to get along and vibe and so let's just filter that and you're creating and if this person likes this person and this person knows this person and they all get along then you're curating this like-minded yes. community um yes. 
through the way in which you're reaching out. I think also like in a way, like I worked really hard, especially in the beginning with like the other women that were helping me start this group to make sure that the group didn't feel clicky. Mm -hmm. like, even though you're inviting your friends, like it's open to anyone. Yeah. Um, and I think, and that was really important to me because I hated high school. I hated mm -hmm. clicks. Like, you know, I was the weird girl that liked drama that wore black and white stockings. Right. So I didn't really fit in with the cheerleaders. I wasn't cool. Right. And so I didn't, I wanted to make sure that the group wasn't that, but that it was a welcoming environment. So as long as you are actively making something happen in the industry and you'll put yourself out there, like meaning you'll make time to meet with me for coffee. You'll make time to help other women who will then make time for you. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this is my larger question then is for you and you've kind of touched on it. What is an ideal community for you creatively? Mm -hmm. um, I think it's a community of people that are helping one another grow, learn, and, and succeed, right? Mm -hmm. Propping each other up. Um, I... Like I have to say, it's been, so I just, so I just booked, like as an actor, I just booked my first network television show. Um, and when that happened, I was like, I didn't realize, like I have so many people that I want to tell, like so mm -hmm. many people that have supported me mm -hmm. along the way. It was like, whoa this is, it was so amazing. Like, it feels so great to be, and then like, to want to like, tell those people and be like, you, you helped me. Like, this is, thank you. This is amazing. You know, yeah. I mean, like I having, like, that's the kind of community that I hope everyone has and that yeah. I want to continue to have. Like, I want to be successful so that I can make my friends successful too. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a philosophy that I share with you. And I think when we first were introduced, it was like, oh, this is why Heidi Marshall has connected us. Um, you know, it's because, yeah, I really, you know, I think so many people, especially people who are not necessarily in the industry, you know, there's this idea of the way in which things run or the way in which things operate. And looking in on it, it's like, well, how do you, you know, when you aren't booking something and your friend does, how are you not jealous? Or when somebody else, you know, is more successful than you are in a very large quotation mark, like how, how are you not feeling a certain way about it? And it's like, well, I have feelings clearly. And I also genuinely in my gut believe that like my friend's success is my success. A, because they're my friend and I want them to fucking succeed. Yeah. But also like if people who are in my, if we're talking about it from like a tactile perspective, if people who are in my network and in my circle are succeeding, that is literally like just a step away from them either A, quote unquote, helping me down the line and vice versa, or yeah. the my circle is being seen for the work that they are doing, which means that the like-minded people are so close to me. You know, I think these are all things that are really important to keep remembering when 
perhaps your moment hasn't come the way that you want it to because the people around you, like those are your people. And if those people are working with people, then those people are going to be your people too. If you are all like-minded. And it's so hard to remember that when you're in the moment, like it's so hard. Like it's so easy to just be like, Oh, I suck. I'm never going to get anywhere. Right. Like, cause we all have that feeling and so much, but then you have to go back to your community and be like, God, I'm having these feelings. And like, I'm so happy that you booked this, but God, I feel like I suck. Like, can we talk about it? Right. Yeah, and yeah. then they talk about it with you. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, and I think you need to have those And this, you know, for me, those are conversations that I want to have individually, like with my close friends, not things that I put out to the world um, yeah. normally and seeing it in action. Like I'm just this, like this crazy small, like, so I booked this show. I got on set. I opened, I was like waiting, you know, to go to wardrobe, whatever. I opened my Facebook and I see a post from a friend in New York talking about this new show, how amazing it is. And this amazing young actor. And I see his name and I was like, I think he's playing my son today. And then I get on set and then I had another friend post about the same show. And I was like, wait, and they didn't even know each other. And I was like, this is amazing. And then I get on set and the director is like, yeah, I worked with this kid on this other show. And so, you know, I had him audition because he's so amazing. And it's the same show. Like, it's like this crazy circle. Yeah. The world is really, really small in that way. Well, for people who are maybe, I don't know if the word is struggling to create or feel um, at a loss for creating or finding community, I I would love to kind of give from your lived experience (laughs) and recognizing you're one single human being and people do this all different ways, but I'm curious about yours. That's why you're in this space right now, is what are some ways that or tools or tricks or things that you have found to be helpful in either starting to find a community, creating a community from nothing? Like what would be some actual potential tricks and tools to cultivating, finding these people and your people? Yeah. Um, hold on. I got to like go to the way back machine. Okay. How did Great. this start? You can take uh, all your time that you need. <laughs> So I think it's start, it, like, it just has to start with one person. Like, that's mm-hmm. all it needs to start with, right? Like, so you have a friend and you guys both find, I don't know, you know, bunnies hilarious. <laughs> like, I think so, bunnies. So niche. So niche. But like, I'm here for it. Let's, let's go there. Yes. Bunnies are adorable. Great. <laughs> and you're like, we should make something about bunnies. Great. <laughs> and so you do. And then you start showing it to people and somebody else also loves bunnies. And they're, you're like, oh, well, come on, let's make another thing about bunnies. Let's, like, let's make something different. What do you like about them? And so you bring that person in. And then I think, and you start talking. I think that's the key is, I mean, actors do usually love to talk about what they're doing, I think, but like talking to people about what you're doing, because you never know somebody in the grocery line, you're waiting for the Trader Joe's really long line in New York and whatever. I think it's kind of like observing and listening. And if someone talks to you, maybe talk back to them instead of being like, you're a weirdo. Why are you talking to me? Mm -hmm. Um, 
engage, engage with the outside world. And then you may find something in common. And I think like that's how you start to build your community. Do you feel like it has to be from like the start of like you and I both like bunnies and we found each other now we have to create something about bunnies or like how can we make it less about the creation? Like what happens if it's more, like how do we just like sit in a room and vibe? How do we get there and talk about bunnies in a room? Or does it or should we be looking for things that have to do with like what is coming down the pipeline? So you don't necessarily have to have a project right now, but if you're, if this is, if this is, if you want to be a creator, like if mm -hmm. this is for artists that want to create, then you should have something that you're excited about to, to something that you're like itching to do. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like you're, you connect with people that like, the same things or want to achieve the same things. So how can you help one another achieve those things? And yes, that could be talking about the things. You don't have to actually do them. Maybe you just talk about them and then you go off and do them on your own or in this other weird way with other people. But if I'm talking to you about, oh my God, I really want to make this film about bunnies. And you're like, yeah, I love bunnies. I don't really want to make a film about bunnies, but you know, um, Shelly, she just said she wanted to. Maybe I should connect you. Mm -hmm. And then you, you say, yes, I would love to take that. I would love to connect with that person. Yeah. Sure. Even if you're like, I don't know, I heard weird things about Shelly. Why not try? Well, that would be my next question is in terms of like the connecting of people, right? So many people forget that they know people. <laughs> like, yeah. as, in, as in people don't realize that just because a person isn't again, like we're, we're talking about all these things very relatively. So I just want to like mention that, like just because somebody isn't from an objective perspective or like a subjective perspective, like quote unquote successful, or you see them on names of things, people forget that people who are doing the thing on the ground floor are still doing the thing. And also A, you never know what people become and B, you never know their creativity and C, you never know how you'll work together, all those things. Anyway, yeah. people forget their circle um, and they forget that they have amazing people in their circle. How do you find to be successful for yourself in terms of either reconnecting with those people in your life who perhaps you haven't been as in touch with or connecting people that you have been with other people who maybe could know them? Okay, let's see. Part A, um, I am not the best at reconnecting with people. And actually, that's something that I'm working on. And... Uh, want to talk to one of my friends that part of my community that is, I think, amazing at that. And I actually yeah. said last week, I really need to meet up with so-and-so because I want to get better at keeping in connection with, yeah. with other people that I maybe feel are above me, you know, uh, but in my same circles. Um, so working on that, I have like a superpower that I just remember things. So that's my, super, my memory is my superpower. So mm -hmm. If I meet someone and they, you know, tell me that they love buddies, I'll remember that Shelly also <laughs> loves buddies and I'm going to connect them because why not? Like yeah. to me, I want all of the people that I think are cool to know all of the other people that are like, I want all the cool people to know each other. It's yeah. just so much more fun when we're all together, right? When we all yeah. know each other, like, oh my gosh. So, and I haven't really had anyone been weirded out by that or I mean I guess it's like I feel like maybe sometimes 
people will, oh, I don't know if I want to introduce those people because what if they don't like each other or something? I don't know. Um, I don't see why introduce each other. I like, yeah. and it's e like email, I, mm -hmm. you know, ask. I often will ask first and people will ask me like, hey, I have this cool friend. This is about, this is like a little bit about her. I think you guys would get along. Can I introduce you? And I've never had anyone say, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. I was always like, yeah, cool, great, let's do it. Yeah. I think it's more like the next step of like, once a connection is made, then like the moves to do the thing is really where you're out of the weeds now and it's up to other people, but that, you know, then that isn't your issue anymore. Right. Yes. <laughs> I guess. Yes. Yeah. It's like you've done your part. You're like, here I am. I made the match made and we're calling Another it great thing though to do, which is one of the other women from the group had started this is three person coffee dates. Mm. You can be like, oh my God, I would love for Shelly and Michaela to meet each other. I'm going to invite them both to coffee. Hey, you guys want to have coffee? Cool. And then you're there to break the ice. Yeah. I love that. I'm me and a friend of mine were trying to do a similar thing um, of like hosting a Shabbat dinner with a bunch of like badass women who live in New York and just trying like each of us have to like bring another person that we other person doesn't know. So that like by association you have like a whole group of people there. Um and I'm really excited about it because it's a way of going back to what we were talking about, like meeting like-minded people and people that I don't necessarily know. But if we're vouched for because of these other people, I'm clearly going to probably vibe with them. And the goal then of like really trying to expand organically the people that I'm surrounding myself with. Have you been using the same monologue for years and could use a new piece? Are you applying to BA, BFA, or MFA programs and need a monologue for that process? Are you someone who simply has no idea where to search for monologues? Well, lucky for you, I do what is called monologue sourcing, in which I find monologues specifically chosen for you. So many artists use pieces based off external labeling for types and roles rather than find pieces sharing who they really are and what speaks to them. So we'll meet virtually together. You share who you are as a human, what you love, your dislikes, your values, beliefs, family, friends, love, politics, you name it. I will help guide you through this. And then I go off on my own and find you monologues chosen just for you that fit like a glove. I've been doing monologue sourcing for years as an extension of the coaching I do with artists, and I have found pieces in this way for over hundreds of artists thus far. So if you are someone who wants to feel empowered about the monologues you bring into rooms and use for auditions, I would love to help you find them. And because you are a dedicated listener of the Empowered Artist Collective podcast, I want to provide you with a custom link to an exclusive rate when you check out today. Head to empoweredartistcollective.com slash podcast promo to register. That's empoweredartistcollective.com slash podcast promo right now. I cannot wait to help you find monologues you absolutely adore. I think the thing that I, and I guess this is like a vulnerable, you know, thing for myself is like, you know, the imposter syndrome of it all sometimes comes into play. And we were kind of touching on this a little bit. Um, and you mentioned it actually in the phrasing where you're like somebody who's above you. And I, I guess I want to just chat about that, right? And we can have a little heart to heart about it. You know, from my perspective, it's, you know, even for this, you know, I've been like reaching out to people who are 
quote unquote, above me in terms of wanting them to be guests on this podcast and the arguably the gatekeeping or the inability to even reach the person that I'm wanting to get in touch with to have as somebody to just simply talk to for, you know, a conversation is so difficult because of the level that they're playing and to not go into a spiral of like, well, I guess they're beyond me in terms of like, you know, I can't talk to somebody because I'm not worthy of it. Like all of the things that would play into it. And then trying to remember, it's not about that at all. This is like the things that I'm telling myself. But how do you combat those voices in your head when there is somebody perhaps that you're like, I really want to be connected to this person. I love what they're doing. I think they're so cool and badass. And I actually feel like we're like, like-minded people. How do we collaborate? How do I get there when that feels overwhelming for you? Uh, I turned to my community, quite frankly, like literally we were having this exact conversation about imposter syndrome with some friends Mm -hmm. or one of them is also in the industry. Mm -hmm. It's having those conversations with your friends to be like, yeah, but you are great. No, seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, and we all feel like we all have those voices in the back of our heads. And I think it's like saying those voices, what they're saying out loud to your friends or to who your person, whoever your person is, mm-hmm. so that hopefully they'll be like, well, that's not true. Great. I'm glad you said it out loud, but that's not true. You should really be saying this. And I, I think that's the importance of community is to have those people that have your back that think that you're awesome, even when you don't think you're awesome, to remind you that, no, 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 you're awesome. Yeah. Are you conversing with these people via text, via FaceTime, via coffee dates? How are you meeting and chatting? I mean, yesterday was in my backyard because they came over for some for some yummy cake that I made. Um, yes. it, it was just like a conversation that we were just like, that's what came out of the conversation that we were having because I don't know, um, we were talking about life, what we're doing. I think, you know, being an artist is not a straightforward path, yeah. right? It's not like, okay, so I go to school for four years and then I go to this school for four years and then I intern here for two years and then I get this job and then I get this job and then I get this job once I, I just move up the ladder and this is how you do it. Well, that's not, <laughs> everyone has their own way of getting there. Uh, trust yeah. funds are helpful, but you know, we don't all have them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <in>. <laughs> no. Um, so sometimes you're just like, I, I've thrown all, I've thrown all this stuff at the wall. Nothing is working. I yeah. must be terrible. So you have to have those conversations with your people to be like, well, no. Oh, also, what if you tried it this way? I never thought of that. I think like that's the what I love about to go back to filmmakers is that it's all different perspectives in a room mm-hmm. because we're not just all actor producers, we're not just all writers, we're not all directors, we're all different things. And so the way an actor producer solves a problem is different than a writer or director. And so having the discussions in the room with the different perspectives you can be like, I've tried everything. And someone is like, oh, well, actually, you know what? I did this thing and it worked for me. And you're like, oh, yeah. Because it's not the way I think. Right. 
So clearly you're not in Brooklyn. Clearly you don't have your apartment there. Clearly you're not meeting in person in Brooklyn. What are you all doing to continue maintaining and cultivating filmmakers? So filmmakers meet online. We've been meeting online mostly uh, since the pandemic happened. We, uh, when I, when I left New York, there wasn't a pandemic and I had been posting this in New York for so long that I had people. And so they knew the format. Um, and so it just kind of was easy to keep doing it every month. So it's a, a monthly salon and in LA, we were meeting in person and then pandemic happened. And so I worked with one of my like right-hand women to come up with a plan and who was helping me run New York at the time. And we, I was like, well, I don't want to like, what do we do? Like, I don't want to lose the group. Like, I, I don't want to let them down. Like, I feel like this is a time where we really need community. What can we do? Yes. Let's do it on zoom, but also I don't want it to just be like one-sided. Like one of the special things about filmmakers is that the last whatever 45 minutes or so half an hour was always saved for the women to mingle and get to know one another. And so I wanted to make sure that we somehow still had that element on zoom, mm -hmm. which is hard to have like big groups talk, you know, like what, yeah. what do you do? And so the, we came up with a format that we would do little breakout sessions in the evening, uh, that had, would have a, like an icebreaker question, but it was like something that had to do with the topic. And so like five women would go in a breakout session for five minutes and they would have a little talk. But I, that led to, which is what the ending of filmmakers was, was leading to, oh, I connect with you because, you know, you like that same film. I loved that film. Oh my gosh, this is so cool. I'm going to go see this film. Do you want to see it with me? Mm-hmm obviously we weren't doing that during the pandemic, but you know, watch parties or something. Yeah. Uh, but it's still, it allowed people to get a glimpse into their personal life, their likes, their hopes, their dreams, whatever their the way they're broken. I don't know. And be like, Oh, that's yes. I feel that. Okay. We should meet later. Even if it was like, let's do our own zoom and it happened. So, we're still kind of meeting online um, because it keeps going in waves. We did have a, we've had two like in-person meetings again, both still happening like separately in New York and LA. We did like a screening of each other's works. Um, and we did like a little, you know, holiday end of year party. Um, but yeah, hopefully eventually we'll get back to in-person meetings. But what's nice about Zoom is New York and LA got to meet each other. Yeah. Yeah, and now you're not siloed in the two coasts. Yeah. And if people are traveling for work and they're, you know, still wanting to, they're on set somewhere in middle of nowhere, they can still yeah. tune in if they wanted to. I think that is the beauty of the virtual space that I think people are still holding on to in the best of ways, where yeah. we are all connected when if we want to be in that capacity. Right. Um, right. Have I'm curious, and I mean, I, I kind of know the answer, but I want you to talk about it. Um, in terms of the people who have met from filmmakers. What are some of the collaborations that you're most proud of in terms of people and the way in which they've worked together? Yeah. I mean, like one of my, one of the very exciting things is that, uh, so this happened when I was still in New York. Um, I had met this young girl who came to me from someone else. I mean, she was like, I don't know, early twenties then maybe mid twenties. Uh, time goes by so quickly when there's a pandemic. Um, 
and she was a writer, uh, director. She was telling me about her feature that she had just written. Um, and then I had done an LA meeting. Like, I think it was before I actually lived here, LA meeting is why I was just trying it out. Um, and there was a producer in LA that was looking for a very specific film. She was like, I need a female focused young adult horror genre film. <laughs> and my superpower memory was like, ding, ding, ding. Wait, I should connect these women. And now you can watch student body on like Apple and all the, all the yes. streaming things. It's like, they made a whole feature film in like you know, two years that had distribution that had like amazing actors, crazy. And actually another woman producer writer also joined that film, two producers from filmmakers, uh, a writer and yeah, director. So amazing. I love that. But, and like, there are those stories all the time. Like there's a guest speaker who's a composer, it's a female composer. She was one of our guest speakers. And she said to me after she's a guest speaker, she's like, this was amazing. Can I? join the group. Like, I know I'm not technically a filmmaker, but you know, I, I would love to be part of this group. And I said, yes, you know, I thought about it and I was like, why not? You are creating something. You're creating music. It's you're writing like, sure. Yeah. Why not? Um, so there's many things to learn from that. Always ask for what you want. Cause someone may say yes. And she has gone on to do so many people's projects. So many. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, in my mind, I'm like, we always need that as like a final element for a film. So yeah. of course. Yeah. Clearly. But she's, she's our, the only composer as uh, really, that's part of the group. Um, wow. But she, cause she asked. Well, for people who are interested in perhaps joining the community, what is the process nowadays? Um, so it's all word of mouth. Uh, people still email, introduce me to their, their friends, their people. Um, and I still set up a coffee, whether it's virtual or in person and we meet and we chat about, about your projects. We learn about each other, see if we're a good fit, see if we vibe in the same way and that's it. Yeah. So people are always free to reach out to me and be like, Hey, I heard about your group. This is interesting. I'd like to learn more. Cool. Well, Great. what within your boundaries is the best way for people to do so, whether that's like email or social or any of that? Yeah, we have a filmmakers Instagram. People can certainly reach out on that. And we'll, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So people yes, will that. yes. And then my email inbox does get a bit full. But if you know me, you can email me. <laughs> Great. You know? That's why I ask within people's boundaries because you never, <laughs> you never know, you know, how people want to be communicated yeah. with, especially yes. in the yeah. overwhelm days. Yes. I mean, and you know, if you know me and you're like, oh, my friend is going to be perfect. I'm going to email you first and be like, hey, can I email intro, intro you? And I'm going to always say yes. Yeah. So, but it may take me a little while to get back to people because sometimes you never know what your month is going to be like. Yeah. And what exactly are you working on currently with your production company or what are some of the things in the pipeline or? Um, well, we have some fun projects we've been working with the skim which is a really cool uh like female focused company um so we have some really cool projects coming out with them soon uh we also have two features in development okay i have like a third one that i'm writing someday it'll happen it's in my head i've been writing it forever in my head uh right. i'll put it down soon 
<laughs> but we do have two features that are hopefully going to go very soon. They're yeah, very fun. Um, it's so yeah. exciting. Yeah. Um, before we wind on our time, is there something that you wish that you knew when you were starting out specifically from the lens of, you know, cultivating community and creating that space for yourself that you wish you knew sooner or that you wish you tried or that you wish you had access to? Going back to the thing I just said is, which I tell people this and I try to do this, sometimes it's hard, but we should remember that we should always ask for what we need or what we want or what we're looking for. Or, And that's, I incorporate at the end of all of our meetings, everyone ha ha can have an ask so that people get into the um, mind frame of asking for what they want because people will help you. Mm -hmm. I think I'm very independent. I'm a Leo, I'm stubborn. Um, I don't like to show weakness. So sometimes you think that you equate that with like asking for help. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think it's okay to ask for help. And sometimes it's hard to remember that it's a good thing right? Yeah. We shouldn't feel bad about it. We shouldn't feel bad about needing help. How do you cultivate that muscle for yourself? Practice. <laughs> Practice. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's, well, it's also hard, like being seen as a leader, right? Like it took me a very long time to be like, okay, I guess I'm a leader. I guess I, I guess I am fine. I'll, it took me a long time to like be able to step into that space. I think inevitably there's a little bit of a distance then like that, that because you're like, you're the leader, right? So you also have to present or you mm -hmm. think you have to present in a certain way. And so people don't always realize that like, I also need help. I mean, I have my close friends that know that, you know, right. So I think, yeah. It, but and you have to be okay with asking, which can be really hard. Yeah. <laughs> As a fellow abashed leader, like you know, I think um, yeah, it's a it's a lot of responsibility that you that you feel is placed on you, but also that perhaps you place upon yourself because you want to lead in a certain way. And I very much relate to that sentiment. And it's been something that I've I will probably continue wrestling with for the rest of my life in terms of not feeling like a burden, not feeling like I'm, um, you know, making somebody else's life really hard by asking them for something. Um, you know, I, I think the reframe that I've been really trying very hard to lean into is that like, just because I've asked doesn't mean they have to say yes. And so there isn't you know, and then that, that falls on them if they're unable to set their own boundaries. And that's a whole other conversation that they're navigating. But for myself, me simply asking for what I need doesn't mean that A, I'm going to get it and right. B, that somebody else is going to give it to me the way I want it if I do get it. And I have to be okay with all of that. But the asking part of it is something that I can do for myself. And then frankly, the receiving of the no or the different type of response is also a yes in some weird way. Yeah. Yeah. Like how, how do you take that in? Right. How yeah. do you, yeah. Are you gracious when someone says, well, I can't do that. Well, okay. That's cool. Like, great. Thank you. I'm going to move on as opposed to what's wrong with them. 
Or what is wrong with me, right? If, if you're the somebody or, who like flips it back on yourself, like why didn't they want to choose this? Why didn't they want to work with you? Why didn't they like this? Yeah. You know, I, again, this is, it's practice. I'm not necessarily practicing what I'm preaching all the time, but it is something that I'm, I'm actively trying to, you know, work on for myself, which is, yeah, when you do the ask, um, it doesn't mean that's, that's the thing, <laughs> not anything that comes after it um, yeah. and holding it as its own. But that's really cool that you give that space for people because it is a muscle like anything else. Um, and frankly, as women specifically, we are not taught to do that. If anything, we're taught out of doing that. Yes, yes. Yes. And I remember like our first meetings, it was like, no one is allowed to say you're sorry. No mm -hmm. one. Yeah. We had a Canadian. I'm like, stop it. Stop <laughs> saying you're sorry. She's like, it's literally a system thing. I don't even know I'm doing it. I mean, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, no, because if this was a bunch of dudes, no one would be, I mean, it's very stereotypical for me, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, I got you. We all have to take our space and Yeah. I think that's wonderful advice. Um and also something that is something we can continue cultivating. It's not something that it will necessarily be fixed tomorrow, but I think in conjunction with A asking for what you need or want and B doing so with people that you potentially want to spend your time with and work with, um it's a twofer if it works. Yes. And not feeling bad. I think like that was the, that was one of the things that I kind of ended up having to not feeling bad about asking for it. Like people would be like, okay, I'm going to ask for this thing, but then I'm going to say that I can also give you this. If I'm going to give you this, I'm going to offer, I'm going to, which is great. Offers are lovely. I love people helping one another, but you can just ask for something without having to feel bad about it. Like yeah. just be okay with it. Yeah. There was something that I heard recently on a podcast that was like um, a life hack or whatever. It was just like ask for what you want and then breathe for 10 seconds. And in those 10 seconds, instead of being like, this is why and here's it. And then you like talk yourself out of it. You're like giving the opportunity for another person to respond, even though you're probably like wanting to bite your tongue off of your mouth because you're like holding your breath the entire time in those 10 seconds. But that practice of here's the ask. And you hold for a really long time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And then you let it sit and the energy shifts or it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I'm so grateful for you for popping on here and chatting. I am going to be emailing you about filmmakers. <clears throat> we should do that. <laughs> I will. And um, I think it's awesome what you're doing and clearly – this is something that's so a part of like your ethos on this planet and the way in which you exist as an artist and collaborator. And it's really amazing that you're, you're giving other artists the space to find that for themselves too. So thank you for that. And thank you thank for being you. in this space. Thank you. If this podcast means something to you, it would mean the most to us. If you would like, rate, follow, and most importantly, review us on Apple Podcasts. In podcast land, this allows us to continue putting out episodes each week and finding other listeners who want to participate in conversations like this one. Now, if you did not like this episode or don't like this podcast, just let it all slide. If you are not yet doing so, please follow us on Instagram at Empowered Artist Collective, on TikTok at Empower Artist Collective, 
and more on our website at empoweredartistcollective.com. If you are seeking some merchandise and you want to be kept more in the loop with our email list, we have those links in our show notes. As always, I am so endlessly grateful that you keep on coming back and we will be back again next week. Until then.